Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to it like Dan Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. I'm your host, Brian Fisher. With me today, as always, is my fellow host here, Scotty Bentley, also host at Locked On Tigers. Uh, Scotty, how was your Wednesday, man? It was pretty good, man. It was pretty good. Had a nice little uh, family dinner. I'm a big fan of uh, the TV show Survivor. Watch it when it comes out every Wednesday. So That show still a- has new seasons coming out? Well, season 41, baby. I feel season like that's 41. a show that ended when I was a teenager. I didn't know it was still ongoing. Oh, no. Season 41, baby. Season 40 last season, uh, right before COVID, was uh, they had like their like greatest season of all time. It was that <laughs> season 40, right? They, they made a whole season where every single participant was a previous winner. And it was absolutely electric. It was just all like the greatest players of all time, all playing against each other. It was sick. Um, so now we're in 41. We're back to like a normal, like just like random dudes that you've never <laughs> seen before. And uh, it's a, it's a definitely a change of pace from, from 40. But I, I mean, I watch, like I have the subscription so I can watch like all the old, every season ever. Like I go back and watch old ones. Like it's one of my favorite shows ever. So, you know what? Had a nice little Wednesday watching Survivor. You know what I'm watching for the first time that I've never watched before all the way through is King of the Hill. Oh, nice. I, I've I, never seen it, but I, I have friends who are big fans. It's one of those shows that like you either think it's boring or you think it's the best show on earth. Yeah. It's uh it started off pretty strong. It's a very dry sense of humor. And so oh, in the, yes. in the early <laughs> oh, seasons, like it kind of like it hits you and it's like like some of the things he says what is really funny uh hank hill the main character but then like the characters kind of devolve into a one-note character as the seasons progress and by season 13 you're just kind of like you can tell they weren't expecting to get renewed for another season (laughs) sure (laughs) they're like running out of ideas i've seen a couple like if it's on you know at like 2 a.m when i can't fall asleep like I'll, i'll you know i've seen a couple of episodes here and there but certainly haven't watched it religiously ever no, it was just I was bored one day. I was like, I need something to watch on Hulu. I'm like, oh, King of the Hill. And then there's 13 seasons of it, 24 at each. So I was, it's been uh, it's been taking up a lot of my free time because it's something I can do. Uh, <laughs> uh, on the slate for today, we have some uh, cleanup to do. We want to talk about more at Cider. We have some follow-up on him. Positive signs. Uh, there was something about the, the, the Delkovich start from yesterday that we did not bring up that we wanted to bring up today that is important. Uh, Want to make fun of a certain franchise in the NHL because they're just the gift that keeps on giving when it comes to comedy. And then, of course, by the time you listen to this, it is Thursday. Red Wings play St. Louis. We will preview the St. Louis Blues matchup the day of, not the day before. But before yeah, we, we didn't to, do, we didn't do that yesterday. We didn't do it yesterday. Before <laughs> we get to any of that, um, got to talk to you guys about Stat Hero. Stat Hero is. First of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house. It's head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner-take-all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey. 
and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That is a huge deposit match. I mean, it's all of it. Anything you deposit, 100% match. You're basically doubling the money you deposit right off the bat. Um, so Moritz Sider, we talked last night about how he got banged up, bounced his head off the glass, and I wasn't 100% sure, but I felt I was pretty confident that he was concussed. Didn't want him to rush him back, but we didn't know for sure. Well, I was wrong, and I'm glad to be wrong because he skated today in practice, and Blaschel says, nothing's for certain, but we're pretty confident he'll be good to go for tomorrow. Great news. Fantastic news. Uh, Obviously, I would like to hear the words, he does not have a concussion, come out of somebody's mouth, but uh, I'll... uh, I'm I'm fairly confident enough in this organization and Iserman and Blashill that if he did have like a serious concussion that they would not play their you know twenty year old rookie uh, in in that situation. So I'm I'm I, I would still love to hear someone actually say that, but at the same time I'm I'm confident enough in this team that I'm I'm not too if they're confident then I'm confident. I would love to say that after all this these years of scrutiny on head trauma and the nightmare that was the Johan Franzen situation for the fans and even more so Johan Franzen himself, who was still dealing with the after effects, that the Red Wings would know to handle this properly. And so that's why I'm confident in the fact that if he's going to play tomorrow, he has been given the all clear from the medical team and the coaching staff and I'm going to be 100% comfortable with it. And it turns out that, and you said it yesterday, and I feel like I didn't give enough credit to your, what you said when you said it, but when he didn't return to the game, it wasn't because he was hurt, but more so there was no reason for him to play out the rest of the game and risk getting hurt. It was completely precautionary. They just wanted to make sure he was okay because they're down bad. They were losing. They are getting dominated. They are playing bad. They're like, we got Plenty of season left. They're basically almost mate giving in maintenance minutes for the rest of the third period. And I'm glad that it, we don't know for certain, but it, it seems that that was the reason as to why. And I am 100% happy that that was it, was the reason. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and like you said, this organization specifically has dealt with so much head stuff in the past that um, you, you really just want to make sure you want to make sure and I, I i agree with you i again even though i i would love to hear that specifically uh from someone i i also have enough faith given him i, I don't think anyone's stupid enough in this organization to where if he was actually concussed to throw him back out there the next game so uh would, would love to hear it said but but confident that um confident in in the team yeah, I'd, I just it would be so short sighted to throw him back out there if he was. And it would be I, there, stupid. It would be it absolutely would be stupid. stupid because it would be dumb. We've we've talked about it, and I mentioned it. Another thing I mentioned yesterday is just like the first concussion makes the second concussion easier, which makes the third concussion easier. So, if you were to be concussed, like, why would you throw your prized rookie back out there in a situation where, like, let's be honest, like that game isn't going to matter in the grand scheme of his career? Like, he would need the rest. That's why I'm I if he skated today and Blashill says he's more than confident that he'll play tomorrow, that he'll be okay. 
and that he's fine. And we ball. And we ball, baby. Mo balls. Mo, mo, wait, what about his balls? Mo balls. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying mo, here, Scotty? Mo balls. Hmm. You heard me. All righty. Well, Scotty's feeling it today. <laughs> uh, um, the other thing we wanted to clean up about was Alex Nadelkovich, and not about his performance yesterday, which, again, wasn't the best, but he was also hung out to dry a lot yesterday's performance. I don't really blame him at all for that loss. But what we think we failed to mention was how big of a deal it was that Jeff Blaschel threw Alex Nadelkovich back in net after a subpar, subpar performance the night before, or the game prior, rather, against the New York Islanders. He didn't play well in that Islanders matchup, but instead of losing faith and going back to Grice and furthering that tandem 1A, 1B bullcrap, he decided to stick with Nadelkovich, who's had the better season overall, who overall has been on a hot streak, and just kind of, it's a good show of faith that this team believes that Nadelkovich is the better goaltender and the starter going forward. Absolutely. It's a massive development. I mean, like one of the bigger developments of the season, honestly. Like uh, the the fact that, like you said, previous game wasn't wasn't his best performance, still stuck him out there uh, in, in the following game. And they, they even mentioned it on the ESPN Plus broadcast, which I, I know has everybody's got an opinion on that and whether it's <laughs> whether it's good or not. Right. Uh, a lot of thumbs down. Right. But they, they even mentioned it. They were like, you know what? This is, and they brought up that exact point. They were like, they're going back to net. He didn't have a great game. It was believed going into the season that this would kind of be a 1A, 1B, or, or even, I mean, at, at points before the preseason, you might have even argued that it was going to be a 50-50. And now it's it's not. It's very clear it's not. And I, I think that that is that is fantastic for Ned. It's fantastic for the wings. And I, I think again, even though it was it, the most recent game resulted in a loss, obviously, uh, I, I think that is a super important and super awesome development. Just knowing now we have a we have a what 26, 25, 26 year old rookie that knows night in and night out that you know he's not gonna be in that every single game the rest of the season, obviously, but he knows that like that that's his net. Whoa, whoa, you know whoa, what I mean? whoa, whoa. Alex Nadelkovich and I were born on the same day. <laughs> you have the same birthday. We have the same birthday, January seventh, nineteen ninety six. Down to the year. Down to the year. We were born the same freaking day. I wish everyone could see the smile on Brian's face right now. He's I, very happy about this development. Like, the only downside is he was born in Ohio. That That is a slight downside. That's unfortunate for him. I feel bad. But I was just curious. I'm like, is he 25 or is he 20? Born January 7th, 1996. Alex Nadelkovich and I share a birthday. <laughs> that's, that's nuts, dog. That's, that's, that's fate. That's I, I don't know what it's fate for. I don't for, know what it's fate for, but, but it's, it's fate for something. <laughs> it's gotta be. Okay. Oh, well, what a fantastic development! I don't know what to do with this information, but it's pretty damn cool. 
I I I think we we make like a poster. We make a poster <laughs> of you mid fight in your men's league game, okay. and then Matt and Matt, and we have both of them, and it says the the pride of ninety six. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, the the pieces are there. The pieces are there. We we I have an idea cooking. I, I'll get back to you. I'll I do not know you. what to do with this information right now. So I guess I, we're just gonna get back to the conversation. I have an hand. idea. I have a foundation of idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. So the big question is gonna be: Does after a second subpar performance, and again, when I say subpar, I'm looking at it from the pure statistics of it, Scotty. He, his stats in that game weren't the best. He got hung out to dry. The team got dominated. He did the best he could with what he had. I'm not putting the blame on that game. Blame on, blame on him for that game whatsoever. But does Blashill go back to him for a third straight game after two days of rest, despite the fact that it was two performances where he let in, what, four goals, three or four goals? Um, that would be, it was a show of faith for him to go back to him in a second game, but a third game, I think would be like the tipping points would be like, now I know for sure it's more than just him getting a little bit more of the workload. Like this is the starter at that point in my eyes. If he gets the start tomorrow, that is the starter for the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, there's different tiers to it, right? There's the, there's the like everyday starter. Yes. Then there's the, the, you know, you're going to start until, unless it's like the second game of a back to back but you're starting every single day besides that. Then you get kind of like the 1A, 1B thing where you're like a 60-40, and you get the 50-50 split. And I I think you're right. I think if he was to start against St. Louis, that would truly be him turning into that true, like uh, unless it's it's the second game of a back-to-back, you are in that every single night. Yeah, absolutely. And I I feel like we're trending that way, and I – I I kind I kind of hope that he does get the start tomorrow, and it's nothing against, and I don't Grice want people to think, exactly. This, I don't yeah, want people to think no, that Grice right. is bad, and that's, that's what I'm trying to say. But for the excitement and future of this team, it's obviously significantly more exciting as a fan base if a 25 year old rookie is in there and being the the true starter going forward, rather than uh you know. Uh, a split of time between him and a, and a solid backup veteran that we all know is not going to be here when, uh, when we're exactly deep contenders again, or is, is it, I, I, sh- I shouldn't say that. I should say like not part of like the long-term like core or pieces for the core to, to, to go forward. Yep. You got it. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about, we're going to make fun of an NHL franchise because we just got it, Scotty. It's too funny. It like, is. It's not the lockdown. It's not Red Wings, but it's it's just I don't know how to twist it to make it Red Wings, guys. To be blunt with you, but like it's too funny. Like we we got to mention uh, the fact that this certain NHL franchise just continues to be one of the biggest jokes in the league. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play 
and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. You're basically the home team in all these matchups, getting to pick your lineup second. The never-before-seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has set hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That is stathero.com slash hockey using promo code hockey. Terms and conditions apply. Guys, I got to be honest with you. After trying Stance Apparel for the first time, I can't go back. I didn't believe how soft it was. I wasn't going to believe, I couldn't believe how comfortable it was. I just, I, they told me I didn't believe them. And they changed my mind the first time I put some, some on. I thought it was just going to be another one of those brands that people are always saying, they're the best, we're the best, believe us, we got it. You know, we're amazing. You know, how many brands are there out there for clothing? And they're all talking about how they're amazing. Stance, I thought was just going to be another one of those. I was wrong. They're actually high quality clothing that's comfortable. It's so hard to believe, but like it's it's true and the affordability of it is what makes it so much better. And they ended up making a believer out of me as well. And they're founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of you and how you feel. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in, that those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself, register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code locked on at the checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Off the bench came Sider. Sider shaken from his jack. The shot. He scores! Sider wins it for Detroit! Mo Sider with his first National Hockey League goal! Alright, Scotty and I are going to make fun of the Arizona Coyotes now, guys. Just going to be blunt. <laughs> it's uh, It came out today that if the Arizona Coyotes did not pay the outstanding, what, $1.1 million in utility bills that they have at the arena that they were going to be locked out of their own building. Hilarious. Like, it's one of the funniest storylines of sports of the calendar year, and it's December. Here it is, exactly. Uh... This is from Strang on the Coyotes. If delinquent bills and outstanding invoices of $1.3 million are not paid by December 20th at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, ASM has been instructed to deny access to the arena to employees. Coyotes' next home game following the deadline is December 23rd against the Lightning. Can you imagine, Scotty? And, like, obviously they're going to pay this $1.3 million. They can't not play in their own arena. But, like, first of all, but... (laughs) First of all, how do you let it get this bad? Like, we've known that Arizona Coyotes owners ownership group has been a joke for years because it's constantly in rumors that they're going to sell the team, sell the team, relocate, relocate somewhere in Arizona, relocate somewhere else and become a brand new hockey team altogether. And then, like, well, they run the Arizona one, they went from Phoenix to Arizona, right? Yeah. Like, they did that stupid 
Well, that was a, that wasn't even a relocation. That was a rebranding, wasn't it? They were always in right. Glendale. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's my like. They've already tried to like. Oh, if we just say Arizona, everybody will love us. Like, <laughs> like all right, dude. Like for sure. And so now they're failing to pay the bills and invoices on their own building to the point where the building has to potentially lock them out. Like it's just poor ownership, poor management all the way around. It always has been with the coyotes, like li- almost from inception. Yeah. And now they're not going to let this fall through. I, I cannot, I cannot realistically fathom that they'll allow December 20th, which is going to be 11 days from by the time you're listening to this, come and go without them paying this bill. But, Scotty, but imagine if they did. Imagine. I, I tweeted this out earlier. I, I said on a pod, I, I want to say about a week ago, I, I said on a pod that uh, if you were to rank all across all four major American sports, if you were to rank every single team, in order of how big of a joke they are, the Buffalo Sabres would be number one. If the Arizona Coyotes do not pay this, they give the Sabres a big-time run for their money. A big-time run for their money. That's the biggest joke in sports. Yeah, and we talked about that when we were discussing the Buffalo Sabres and I think the Eichel situation at the time. Yeah. About And we kind of we were in a disagreement at the time, I believe about who was the bigger joke, and like you got me, you can't. I came around to your way of thinking because Buffalo or the Arizona Coyotes at least had made the playoffs, but like they're both down there in the dumps. Like they both can't yeah. get their crap together. The the wild thing to me is like Arizona the wild. has had in the other three sports in that like in Arizona, they get great support. Like the Cardinals. Get fantastic oh, support. Yeah. The Suns. They love Kyler Murley. Murray the Suns have had, uh, had, in the 2000s, were one of the, the biggest teams and like most popular teams in the entire NBA. And then now we're having another resurgence with this like Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton like team, you know, made the finals last year. Like the Suns show out. They have a ton of different jerseys that everybody all over the country loves. Like, the Suns show out, the Cardinals show out, the Diamondbacks, even though that they haven't really been good in a very in a pretty long time, get continuous and fantastic support. Uh, and and I think part of the the Diamondbacks, the one of the reasons that they get support is because they they were an expansion team in '98 and won a World Series in '01. Right, like they were, they had, they had such a quick turnaround. When it will not turn around, but such a quick like build up and such immediate success that it immediately became ingrained in yeah. that city and in that area of like, hey, like we love the Diamondbacks, and it's just, it's always been those three, and then the Coyotes are just like there. Well, like it's, it's so wild to me that that in in a town that has proven. In every other sport that they can be a good sports town, just refuses to give a flying, flapping, whatever about the Arizona Coyotes and this hockey team. It is remarkable to me. And I think that, and 
<clears throat> let me let me preface what I'm about to say with this. I think hockey can survive in any market if it is groomed and nurtured quite well. But I think hockey's at an inherent disadvantage by the fact that they're literally in the desert state. Like it mm-hmm. is the complete opposite of a hockey environment where here in Michigan and like so the three big hockey states at least last I checked for youth hockey are Michigan, Minnesota, and New York. Like the yeah, Minnesota's like the pinnacle. Yeah. Yes. And the bulk of like American hockey players that make it to the NHL come out of those three states. And mm-hmm. the bulk of that reason is because they're northern states, cold weather. There are months in the year where you can play hockey without having to go to an ice rink. Right. Like granted, we have a thousand ice rinks around us in Arizona, they don't, but that furthers my point is like they don't have access to the sport the same way we do in Michigan just based on the climate. So the only way for hockey to succeed in Arizona is if they build a successful sports franchise first. Most right. states, you build the fan base first to drive the, the, like the new team that comes into town. You can play baseball in Arizona. You can play football in Arizona. You can play basketball in Arizona. Those are all sports you can play in warm weather climates. They're encouraged in warm weather climates. But hockey is at an inherent disadvantage because you can't play it outside unless you're playing street hockey, which is still different. And because it be, because of that, it doesn't have ice rinks around every single corner because it doesn't have that built-in like. So I, I think They're, that's why it's so much harder for it to. And then of course the ownership being just an absolute embarrassment. Right. I I think it comes back to that though because like we've seen plenty of. Warm weather climate teams All have California great, teams. and and great and I mean the stars the Florida teams yep. like there are there there's a plethora of of warm weather climate teams that that have success and and have sustainability and have good fan bases. It's just it it all comes back to the ownership is a joke. Yeah, because here let me let me Tampa Bay Lightning 2004 Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Panthers didn't, you know what? They didn't have a fan base until they got good. Guess what? That was like this year. They failed to get fans in that stadium. Dallas they Stars did. won cups in the 90s. Well, in 1999, they won the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kings had Wayne Gretzky, and then they won yeah, a cup. The, King, the Kings are one of the biggest brands in hockey yeah. and in a warm weather place. Yeah. And they won a cup in 2012 finally, but they had Wayne Gretzky years before that, which helps you, you know, best hockey player in, in the world. Even the Ducks. Um, the Ducks I mean, won the Cup in 07. Right, the sh- the, and the Ducks have a fantastic fan base. The Sharks do too, and I don't – that one, uh, you'd have to explain to me a little bit more. I guess it's just they haven't won anything, but they still have a pretty good fan base. Yeah, but, they had they – had, I don't know. They had Joe Thornton and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they have a, but that even more so to the point of – like the Sharks haven't really had any success, and they – I mean, they're around, and they have a yeah. decent fan base, and they're kicking it. <clears throat> Like to a the degree, Coyotes' ownership is just an absolute joke. Like you need to succeed to grow a fan base, and like all those other te- teams have found success, and so they have found fan bases. And you really only have to create a fan base once, because once you create yeah. a fan base, you create lifelong fans. And even when your team gets bad again, and we've seen it with the Red Wings, which is a historic franchise, and I'll give it that. Um. Even when they're I mean, bad, we have fans show up to the game. Now, has the attendance been right. great? No. Uh, when the team was bad, but it's still more like the Florida Panthers are having shown out. 
Because once you create fans once, you create a plethora of lifelong fans. Yeah, we, I mean, literally talked about that with the Diamondbacks in that city. Yeah, right. Precisely. The Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks haven't been been relevant in over a decade, and yet, they, I mean, and 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 they play in a division with the Dodgers and Giants, who have found unreal success over the last two decades, and like that, you know, they're at a huge disadvantage just on the in in the division they play in. God, yes, holy cow, and. And and the Padres are in that division, right? Like they they they're at a huge disadvantage just on on their path to the postseason, and they've been successful once in their what twenty five year history. That's all but it took. They yeah because and it was right it was right after the inception of the team too, and people were like okay the Diamondbacks are sick they're they're they win like right <laughs> away we beat the Yankees we had a walk off against Mariano Rivera like in in the World Series to win it like there's. There, there's, it, there's no excuse. I guess is my point. There is zero excuse for the ownership being as big of a joke as it is. And there, the, there's no like warm weather. We've seen plenty of teams overcome that. Being an expansion team, seen plenty of teams overcome that. Uh, it is, it is in a sports town. It's a sports town that has a team in every sport, right? That, that's, well, that's also- not all. The arena in the freaking common. suburbs, right? Right. <laughs> like it's it's there's there's no excuse other than horrible ownership. And like I said, if if they, it, I, I do expect them to pay it, and this will probably just be a ha ha. This almost happened. But if they don't, I, um, they they will give the Sabers a run for their money on my list. Absolutely. Another thing too is uh, Rick West had tweeted out how much money has the NHL left on the table by remaining committed to Phoenix. Forbes reported, reported today Coyotes have lost estimated $33 million in 2021 and have lost a combined $141.6 million over the past 10 years. Sports bankers I've talked to over the years have said that they're at a loss to understand NHL's logic of staying committed to the Arizona Coyotes. Like, it's just, that that's right there. It's like, the, the team is losing money, losing the NHL money, and they continue to keep the team there. And that's not that the team... I'm not like advocating for the relocation. I'm just advocating for new ownership. Somebody who's actually going to give a flying hoot about it. And they just, they don't. Right. Gary Bettman, when they told, don't. literally what Gary Bettman said when he was told about this $10, $10 million or whatever it was, uh, $1.3 million, I apologize, that the Coyotes owed. He says, this, is, this isn't very good news. Yeah, well, no crap, Gary. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Thank you. Insightful. Do something about it. Right analysis. No, it's it's unreal. And they deserve all the heat that they're getting because that ownership's a joke. A, a massive joke. Great unis, though. Great unis. I agree. <sighs> so when we come back, we're going to preview the St. Louis Blues, another warm weather team. Right? Ish. Ish. Not as much as, you know, Phoenix, yeah. obviously. But, yeah, in, in the south there. For sure. It's down there. A uh, team that the Wings have already beaten as they play in St. Louis uh, tonight. But first, got to talk to you guys about Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. You heard me right. If you or someone you care about has a beard like myself, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. I was that guy. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients 
and with low impact on the planet. Primal Origin Oils with, makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best fuel and beard products available. All products are fair trade, certified, and handcrafted in the USA. And the combo kits make a great holiday gift if you're shopping for yourself. You'll be glad you did. Like, and Listen, guys. You've heard me mention it. They gave me some prior to this ad read so that I could experience it. So I knew my stuff when I was reading about it. And everything I just read you was honest. Everything I read you was accurate. I have admittedly or had rather a very dry just I trimmed it. You know, it was a beard, but I didn't take care of it. For the first time ever, I'm taking care of my beard and it looks good. It feels good. And it adds to my confidence because now when I look in the mirror, along with the big bruise on my forehead from the punches I've been taking, I got a nice, beautiful groomed beard. And I owe that to Primal Origin Oils. So we know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in beard to the other products you've used. And they promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember to use code LOCKDOWN to get 20% off your PrimalOriginOils.com order. Use code LOCKDOWN and check out for 20% off. Also got to talk to you guys about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has your BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season and hockey season continues to march towards the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use their promo code LOCKDOWN to receive that bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Checks him into the high slot for Scandella. Passed across. Saved by Nadelkovic. Oh, what a diving stop. Alex Nadelkovic, what a save. All right, time to preview the St. Louis Blues-Detroit Red Wings matchup uh, tonight. The Wings, last time they faced the Blues, they beat them 4-2, to I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, at Little Caesars Arena. Um, they now head on the road for their second and final matchup against the Blues uh, to take them on in St. Louis. This is where it gets a little bit dicey for the Wings. They're coming off a loss. We want them to get back on the wagon. They're still dealing with... As of right now, we don't know if anyone's coming back off of COVID list or off of injury. Um, we know Philip Peronic had a maintenance day, so he should be good to go to for tomorrow. But their road record is not good. They got a 4-7-1 road record, so they had four wins, a total of eight losses on the road. They struggle on the road, and now they're playing the team that's second in the Central Division, albeit a team they've proven they can already beat, and it's also hockey where any game, on any given game, any team can beat anyone. But it's going to definitely be a much harder matchup for the Wings this time around. Yeah, for sure. I, I Honestly, I expect this game to be pretty high scoring. Um, I'm, I mean, the, the Wings have proven, again, like you said, it was at home and this one's at the road, but the Wings have proven that they can score on St. Louis. They don't have the greatest defense in the world, but they have a really solid offense. They have one of the best power plays in the league. Um, win or lose, I, I expect this game to be to be fairly high scoring. And something that I didn't realize until right now is that this is also the first game of a back-to-back. -back. 
So I'll be interested in going back to the Nedeljkovic conversation we had earlier. Uh, there's no way that Ned is going to be a net for both of them, but I'll be interested in seeing whether Ned gets the first game or whether he gets the second game because back-to-back, both are going to play. We play the abs on Friday. Um, so I'll like that's obviously a damn good team. And I'll, I'm pretty interested in seeing what the, the goalie uh, matchup is going to be for each of those games because um, you know for a fact that One's gonna both play, of them are yeah. going to play. And Ned has gotten the last two. Um, but you've had enough days off where you could throw them out there again. Uh, that, that'll be something that I keep an eye on. That does change the conversation we had in the first segment quite a bit, and I'm glad you brought that up. I, I think now... That changes my opinion. I think now they do give Ned the extra day off to play the tougher team in air, uh, in, the, in the Avalanche. Give him the extra day off to get some rest, put Grice in against St. Louis, and have him ready to go. I think that is what I would think would be the thing to do. Doesn't mean that's going to happen, because what do I know, right? Like nothing. I'm a fan. <laughs> um, no, I agree with you, though. I, 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 would lean, I would lean towards that. But... Regarding the game against St. Louis, nonetheless, Red Wings are having all kinds of issues with guys who are out, but so does St. Louis. Jordan, Jordan Bennington and Justin Falk both entered COVID protocols last Thursday, so it was a week ago. I don't know when they could return because the COVID protocols and how long they have to be out have been foggy for me. I've literally looked, and Scotty, you've been on here with me. Well, I literally looked through the NHL's COVID protocols, and I can find nowhere on there how long a player has to be out before they can return. I don't know if it's the 10 days that the CDC recommends, regardless of vaccination status or what. So maybe one of our listeners can point me in the right direction for that because I, I just couldn't find it. And I don't know. So it's been a week since Jordan Bennington, their main goalie, and Justin Falk entered. Tyler Bozak was out on the 6th, and David Perron and Jake Wolman were out on Wednesday the 8th. Uh, so they have a plethora of pretty significant players, especially Jordan Bennington, who have been out for the team. So you can't really use injuries as an excuse as to why you expect the Red Wings to win or to not win because every team's dealing with injuries. Every team's got players out, and the Blues are no exception. So it really comes down to if the Red Wings are going to win this game, it's because they wanted it more, because they wanted to get back on the rat, you know, the wagon. You know, the horse yeah. was named Friday. <laughs> the horse was named Friday. Uh, and it, like... The depth is obviously something we've talked about a million times, so we don't have to re-go down that that well, we'll, entire rabbit hole. But We'll go down it plenty of times this season. I'm right. <laughs> it's, it just continues to be something we're going to have to watch for. It continues to be something that everyone should keep an eye on and take into consideration during all these games. Uh, I'll be really interested to see what the bottom six look like. Uh, like I said, already interested in what's going to happen with the goalie situation. The uh, over-under for goals scored this game opened at 6. Shout out betonline.ag. So you're you're talking about a, a game that most people are, are saying is, is probably going to be decently high scoring. Um, if Grice is in net, that obviously makes it so that it, it might even be a little bit higher of a scoring game. Um, no disrespect to Thomas Grice, but that, like we talked about earlier, that's the backup goalie versus the starter with how good Ned's been. So... Uh, there, there's a lot of factors going in this. St. Louis, definitely not afraid to get physical either. And we saw how poorly 
they handled a physical opponent in Nashville earlier this week. I mean, they, they completely, I mean, they were just running away from the puck at one point there in the second period <laughs> of the Reds game. So like that we, we've seen how, how, uh, how, but then they've also like played up to Boston at times. So like there's, it just seems to be a tale of two teams. And again, I'm sure having so many players out, has something to do with it and players that that haven't played at the NHL level yet this season getting called up and such I'm sure that all is a factor and and Burt is obviously a really physical player and someone that they're missing a lot right now but um it, it there's a lot of factors going into this one and first game of a back-to-back and it's on the road I, I don't know it's it's there's a lot going into it yeah but in the end any given day, right? At any maybe. given day, baby. And the, they play them. the the Blues, when we talk about how both teams are banged up and missing players, I think when it comes to quality of players, the Blues are missing more um, because guys like David Perron has got 18 points in 20 games played. Um, Justin Falk's got 10 games in 22 games played. And obviously Jordan Bennington's their starting goaltender, uh, albeit not the best year he's had in his career but still 9-12 save percentage in 16 games played so you know these are everyday guys that put up decent numbers for them that now they're missing whereas the Red Wings are missing Tyler Bertuzzi and Mark Stahl who has one goal in the season and not like saying right. Mark Stahl's bad but I mean he, these guys no, are sure. they're not they're not providing offense so to speak which is the only part of the game but you know you're missing Mark Stahl you're missing Troy Stetcher you're missing Mitchell Stevens you're it comes maybe, down to depth. Always maybe, has. Yeah, it always has. And I think we talk about, I talk about how the Blues are missing probably the higher quality players, but they also have better depth than the Blue or the Red Wings do as well. Like their yeah. scoring is way, way better spread out than the Red Wings are. I mean, they got half their roster with more than 10 points on the season already. Um, so while they're missing higher quality players than the Red Wings, maybe they also have more variety and goal scoring and offense coming from multiple directions. Also, holy cow, keep, keep out for Justin or uh, keep out for Jordan Cairo. Watch out for Jordan Cairo. Cause he's got 25 points in 25 games. He is on fire right now. The dude's just like 23 years old. Just an yeah. absolute stud. Young and you got to shut him down. You got to shut him down. They've shown the ability to shut down specific players, too. I mean, they held Obi without a shot for the first time in who knows how long. So, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a really interesting way to kick off a weekend where we also play the Avalanche. It's going to be a, 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 really, a really interesting tone setter. You know what winning teams do? They win this game. And they win back-to-back road games against tough opponents. Damn right, baby. Damn That's going right. to be our saying every single day. Every what single do day. good teams do? Damn right. They just we ball. win. We win. ball. All right, Scotty, any final thoughts? Go blue, baby. Go blue. All right, uh, we'll be back with you for a recap and then a preview tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day. <laughs> a roll switch. How the tables turn. No, how the turn tables. <laughs> how the turn tables. You're locked on Red Wings. 
your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.